The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go! You're wasting time! Welcome to Pottercast, your number one source for news, theories, discussion and interviews with people from the Potter books and films. I know a small amount myself having written the books. My name is Jakey Rowling. I am now happy to introduce your hosts, Melissa, John and Frank. Pottercast 276, welcome. Welcome to 2018, guys. Oh, my hey, gosh. We're, we're still in 2018, in February. It's an election year. Oh, I know. What? Don't do politics on podcast. Suck it. I'm going to. Are we electing the new minister for magic? We, not this year. Not Another this year. this year. We're electing the Wizen Gamut. <laughs> are those elected, um, you know, spots? Like, I always wondered how you get on that you know group you have to be nominated by somebody i or? imagine there are appointments rather is than is it elections. like the house of lords or like you get it passed down from father to son who's that guy with the bucket on his head oh lord buckethead well, lord buckethead but that wasn't <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's something else all right this is podcast i'm melissa oh hey i'm john y'all and i'm frack or frankie whatever you prefer I'm practicing my y'all for LeakyCon, Texas. LeakyCon, Texas. We just started making announcements. This feels like I'm rubbing it in people's faces because the thing is sold out and you can't go. Oh, my Uh, gosh. What a gamble it was to buy registration without knowing who's coming. I know, right? See ya. I was so happy to see our our prodigal son, Chris Rankin, returning. He's coming back. Nice. Yes, it's just, just the beginning. Lots of stuff on the way, like the third Bulgarian dancer from the left. Uh, you're not going to want to miss that. <laughs> um, Is he bringing <laughs> his staff? I mean, the staff has a pretty big rider. It's 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 yes. pretty intense. We can get a frog choir. Nice. You know, oh my god! Little, little frog choir. We thought we thought we might might maybe get peeves. Holy but it turns out he was never filmed. The actual actor who was Peeves? No. No, the actor really who was Peeves died. Down. No, is he? Yeah. He died. Yeah, I just know Wait because I'm, There I'm, was never a Peeves. Uh-huh. What are you talking about? There was the, no, there was there somebody was, cast for it. It was the, the guy, guy from Drop dropped, Dead Fred. Drop Dead Fred. I, yeah, I watched that movie, movie a lot when I was a child. And so when I... Yeah. I found that out like a year ago, two years ago. And then I looked yeah. up when he died and he died. I was like, oh, he's dead. But then I didn't... I had no idea he was going to be Peeves. That would have been awesome. It would have been great, but I guess the CGI was just... These days, it'd be easy. Forget Aww. it. We'll see you yeah. for the HBO series in a few years. Yep. The I'm one sure that I'm Netflix. to make. Netflix. Have you seen oh, the sure. artwork? Netflix will it's take it. It's the Netflix it. series. Uh, if you right. have ever seen that Harry Potter artwork going around the internet claiming there's going to be a Netflix series, it was Leaky's uh, and, well, Mischief's creative director Jordan Edwards who did it. It's a fake, but it's such a good fake. <laughs> oh, the, with the lightning scar that looks all yeah. like real lightning? Uh, yes. Edwards. Jordan's brilliant, and I hate him, but love him. <laughs> you guys are both brilliant. Shush. He's a he's a good man. He's very talented. He's true. Alright, so this is Pottercast, and you can expect this kind of organizational brilliance on Pottercast. He's <laughs> right. That is, that is right. We are going to talk to you this week about some news, some stuff that's been going on in the Harry Potter world. What? And what? I'm just yes, I'm just Frankie. Kidding. Yes. <laughs> the news. Uh, and then next week, which could be two weeks from now, or it could be two months. You never know with Pottercast. <laughs> next time, we're going to get back to our Pottercast. chapter by chapter, or two chapters by two chapters. Oh, we, and I'm trying. I have a coworker. She is so talented and she's very funny. And she, whenever I, I love, I always ask her what shows she's watching because she always summarizes the shows for me. And it's so funny. I'm tr- desperately trying to talk her into coming over to my apartment so I can have her record mm. some blo- blurbs for the different epi- like the different chapters we oh. go through. Because I'll send them to you guys first. So this is sorry, yeah. listeners. Yeah. It'll have to go through the internal review process. But it's it, if I can talk her into it, it's going to be so funny. 
and I'm like, you guys are going to love it. And then she's going to have to be like, everyone's going to be like, oh, I love Emma. And we're all going to, and she's a Hufflepuff. Uh-oh. So that's good. Wait, so what's the deal here? She just has like a nice speaking voice or what's what's going on? She's just really funny. She's one of my funny mm. friends. She's just really, really funny. And so like, I just. She sounds cute. I like, I like, I want her to describe uh, chapters. So hopefully she'll do it. I'll allow it, Frankie. Okay, that, that sounds, sounds like a good move. So coming up on Pottercast, production value. Who knew? <laughs> here we go. In the fan corner. In the I fan knew, corner. We got to bring back Lori. What's her name? Oh, my God. What was her last Demerol? name? Demerol. Was that right? John, how did you do that? <laughs> I have an odd part of my brain that holds on to things. That's crazy, dude. Oh, we, we, the old, the old Pottercast crew—we couldn't yeah, have done yeah. all that without all those folks. And it was that's quite absolutely a huge true. But people. name recall is really hard, it's especially just... for me. No, it's apparently not. Well, yeah. You play dummy, but you uh, got quite a noggin up there. Here and there. Here and there. All right, so you Ravenclaw. What's happening in the Harry Potter world? Who would like to to start? Well. I think that uh, I'll jump in because um, the Harry Potter news of late, and I do mean of late, uh, <laughs> has excited me uh, because I, I don't know about you, but uh, I enjoy a fun game now and again, particularly of the uh, mobile variety or, you know, council variety. And uh, the Harry Potter uh, franchise has not been slacking on that front lately. They've got quite a few new offerings coming up that we were presented at the Harry Potter celebration here recently in Orlando. And uh, we'd like to kind of go over and see kind of uh, what we all think of, uh, you know, the new strategy uh, behind, you know, what seems to be the gameplay here. Uh, we got a Fantastic Beasts offering as well as a Hogwarts uh, offering as well. And uh, quite a few of it uh, sounds like the sort of thing that I wish we had years ago, like the sort of game that I thought was coming back before they announced Pottermore. Mm. And, uh, you know, that turned out not to be a game so much as it was a website. So, yeah. How much do you guys know about uh, these games that they announced? I only know the the kind of uh, overview that you're going to be able to like make your own character, that there's going to be, it's going to be in the Tonks era, the 1980s, the the um when Tonks and Lupin were at school, which is really exciting. Not Lupin, because uh, Tonks is younger. When Tonks was at school, that's cool. It's very exciting. It's very very exciting. Um, you get to make your own character. Apparently, you learn a bunch of potions. You make points for your house. You lose them. It's like what Pottermore's part of Pottermore was going to be. You know, mm -hmm. in the beginning, if you remember, mm. and then it went more towards what it is now. There's information yeah. and less and less of the the first iteration of it so it's sort of like now they've switched they've swapped they've s split those two and gaming is just so um um much like mobile gaming is just so so much better suited for it it's going to be free to play but do you think there's going to be like micro oh my god they wouldn't be able to help themselves not to have some micro transactions in there like you got to unlock a new spell for two you know, galleons that happen to be a dollar each or something like that. Does you Pokemon know, Go have microtransactions? Pokemon Go, um, as far as I know, last time I played, does not yeah, have microtransactions. Yes, yes, it does. Oh, well, yeah, I guess you could buy uh, There's always like a, like a gatekeeper item that you have to buy that makes the rest of the game easier. easier. Well, yeah, and faster. Pokemon Go has that, too. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, there's ways if you want to pay to kind of get the sort of thing that would ordinarily take you hours and hours of gameplay to do otherwise. Yeah, I'm a little, um, if I'm being honest, I'm apprehensive about the mobile game just because if all it's going to be is Pokemon Go with a Fantastic Beast skin on it, I mean, like, I'm just walking around and bumping no, into magical creatures. there's a story. That's going to no, be. there's a real story right here. Um, um, Leaky Cauldron went down went and met with some of the makers of the game okay. at the recent thing. And they said, um, we were walked through the time period of the game, which is set in the 1980s, just after the first Wizarding World, when Charlie yeah. Weasley and Nymphadora Tonks were at school. M an important plot point is that your brother, whoever, whatever character you make, your brother 
beloved mm-hmm. at Hogwarts has gone missing. But aside from huh. that, it's up to you to discover the other mysteries and plot developments available in the game, often revolving around pivotal original characters and new story arcs. That's cool. Yeah. As far as how the game fits into the canon, they apparently the narrative have been obsessed over and approved, so the game will, f- quote-unquote, fit comfortably into the brief moment of peace between Voldemort's fall and Harry's arrival at Hogwarts. Yeah, and one thing to note here is that we're talking about two separate games, Frankie. So the Fantastic yeah, the mobile Beasts one. is the mo- oh, is yeah. the is it not the same as the Hogwarts one? Okay, um, yeah. So there's two mobile games you're talking about. Then you're not yeah, talking so about the Harry VR Potter, game, Hogwarts Mystery. Okay, which is the mobile uh, iOS and Android game, and then there's the Fantastic Beasts VR game, um, and that is AR or uh, VR. V well in the article it's VR, um, hmm. but uh, I don't have the information here in terms of what kind of system you play it on. If it's VR, oh, I was watching that video earlier and I didn't think it looked like Harry Potter. I wonder if that's Newt making something in his suitcase. Because hmm. like the waltz of the wizard or whatever. Is that the one you're talking about? The VR one? Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a f- fantastic piece and where to find them virtual reality experience, and it's being released on VR platforms. I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But the the other one with the with your brother, that's going to be a mobile game. Yeah, it sounds like fantastic. It sounds like Fantastic Beasts is a VR experience, and it's not. You know, you walk through a deleted scene from the movie. You do some things like that. This that's more Fantastic Beasts focused. The the mobile game, the game is a. Uh, a role play adventure like yeah. any other. It's like it's like an MMORPG but like for your phone. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that one I think I'm more excited about mostly because, you know, it takes place at Hogwarts, but that does seem to have like, you know, a lot of, you know, gameplay value, a lot of, you know, uh, especially if there's like if you can interact with other players playing the game like if I can be at Hogwarts and you guys could be there and my my character can interact with your character. I mean, that would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. you get to pick your house, or you get sorted, or is that still like? I mystery? think you get sorted, but then you can pay a microtransaction to switch houses if you want to. <laughs> I would know, pay I it. No idea. I would. I mean that. No, you do. You do get sorted, and it does matter apparently. But mm. I don't uh, see if I don't get. If you get sorted into the wrong house, you'll have to buy a new phone because you know, they lock it to your <laughs> device I get ID. So ner- I get so nervous every time I do any kind of sorting anything that my whole life will be a lie and I'll you know be in Slytherin or whatever. And but no, it mm. never. It always turns out fine. I always end up Gryffindor. It is you are what you are. Don't Such worry. Such a yeah. you're really setting yourself up for a, quite the <laughs> jinx scenario. Here. I know. I know. Now you I'm gonna definitely gonna, they're gonna preset it because they. I know I'm going to get a preset version that has me stuck in Slytherin. I don't know. You know what? If I'm Slytherin on the game, maybe I, maybe I want to try on life as a Slytherin. Like, maybe wouldn't I'm... you be a little curious to see how the, how the, the Slytherins uh, live Very down there cur- in the dungeons? Very cur- I probably will have four, four different devices, let's be honest. And True. Into each house. <laughs> see, I hope... See, I, the only common one I really want to see is Ravenclaw, because that's the only one... I guess we didn't see Hufflepuff either in the film. You'll see it. It's. I mean, they're gonna. There's gonna be screenshots all over the internet. It's not no, like you're not I gonna I just, see it. I'm just saying I want you know. to go inside of it. Me. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. They had quite a few videos and uh, screenshots from the game, um, all of which you can find at the Leaky Cauldron. The the article I'm sure is still on the homepage right now. It was a pretty big post. Uh, we sent um, some of our Leaky staff to the Harry Potter celebration, and they were live tweeting it looked like a hell of a lot of fun i I still have never been to one of those celebrations have you been to one melissa surely you've been to one right i have not really no i haven't um yeah you know they they started they started after well after leaky was established um and as a matter of fact i'm pretty sure somebody emailed me with questions about how we run leaky pretty close to six months before the first one was announced um well that's thoughtful of them which was interesting um but they've always just sort of conflicted and this year they conflicted with broadway con i would have gone for sure uh, but, nutter butters uh, <laughs> i can't i can't walk away butters. from the convention i'm running to go to the one i'm not you know yeah, yeah, yeah. well yeah the artwork for this game <laughs> is impressive especially for a mobile game i agree i know i like that they're not afraid to kind of like 
shy away from some of the textures and make them more just kind of simple, but keep the silhouettes nice and strong. And like McGonagall's acting is so nice in that picture. And she's just standing there with her dress not deforming <laughs> properly, but I don't mind because it's, it's nice. I can't believe they got Dame Maggie Smith to show up to do the motion <laughs> capture for this because that doesn't seem necessary. No, Andy Circus just... did the motion capture for everyone because he's amazing. Oh, yeah. Nobody does it quite like him. I'm not even um, <laughs> I'm currently obsessed with SimCity Build It. I, I This is the game I play on the subway. This is the, you know, everybody has a game. <laughs> and I'm obsessed with it and it's, it, it's, it's stupid. But I feel like the, it's because the graphics are so great. I'm going to look mm-hmm. it up. And I think that if this is the way that, you know, if the graphics hold up, it's yeah. going to go a long way to making this, to making this thing stick. It's incredible, like the kind of graphics they can do on these new mobile phones lately. Like it's, they're, they're porting games that used to be console games to mobile yeah. and it's hardly a different looking, you know, it's, do you know that I have all the Nintendo games, literally all of the Nintendo games on my computer. Yeah. And it's 256 kilobytes total. No. What? Megabytes. 256 megabytes total. Wow. All the Nintendo games. That's insane. Isn't it insane? I thought you were going to say you played, had it on your phone. Okay, what you need to do, Melissa, later is look up my mm. favorite game as a child that I was never able to beat because I was a mere child. It's called A Boy and His Blob. <laughs> And it's a about this. Oh, I've blob. heard of this. It's a, yeah, it's just this little boy who runs around with a little blob, and he has jelly beans, and he can throw the jelly beans at the blob, and if he eats them, he'll change shape depending on the flavor. And if you lose the blob, you can throw down a ketchup-flavored bean, and he appears where it falls because <laughs> he catches up. Isn't that brilliant? That's oh. probably what started my love for puns. So you can blame a boy and his blob for all that humor. He catches up. That's really... <laughs> absurd and and obnoxious and adorable i like it uh okay so we're excited to see that game i know you know what we should we should make little recordings and put of us playing them and put them on our on our patreon for people to see or tweet them and oh that'd be fun yeah once that game comes oh out my oh my gosh whoosh. yeah it's gonna be great so i want a video of frankie throwing candy at the ground <laughs> yeah that's a different game though okay unless they're oh, poor keys how else is harry potter been in oh god how else has harry potter been in the news this week oh you know he's just chilling with you know are we talking about the grindelwald stuff or no about the what the grindelwald stuff or no i i think we should i mean that was some news that got people irritated again i'm still irritated about that this keeps happening i'm waiting for like really really exciting great news about this franchise that everybody's excited about because i'm still excited when i see the photos I, you yeah. know, I, I'm still... I'll tell you what, the artwork that I've seen is still some of the best. I, I feel like, you know, as good as everything was in the original series, mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot of the same people and they're just better and better at their craft. And uh, I love I completely agree so much of what I'm seeing. Imagine if you had the ability to do it over, right? Like all these people did it the first time and they're like, okay, we're going to do it all again. This time you have even more of a budget and yeah, yeah you can literally Basically. do whatever you want. Yeah, mm. pretty great. But Harry Potter was back in the news this week for less than, well, I don't know. Okay, well, let's not judge before we talk about it. Um, the news that actually came out was this, and I, there's a lot of different ways to take this. David Yates was asked about whether Dumbledore will be portrayed um, as with sexuality uh, in the movie, and uh, what he's this is his answer. Yeah. Not explicitly, Yates replied when asked if the film makes it clear that Dumbledore is gay. "Quote, but I think all the fans are aware of that. He had a very intense relationship with Grindelwald when they were young men. They fell in love with each mm-hmm. other's ideas, ideology, and each other." And then he added a little bit more. Um, you will see Dumbledore, and then remember, and then recall something that J.K. Rowling said. Um, I can't tell you everything I would like to say because it's obviously a five-part story, so there's lots to unpack in that relationship. You will see Dumbledore as a younger man and quite a troubled man. He wasn't always the sage. We'll see him at the formative period of his life. As far as his sexuality is concerned, watch this space. So that's what Yates and J.K. Rowling have said about. Yeah. What is your reaction? Okay. I guess first, do we think that there is still room from that sentence? Is there still room for them to have wanted to make some kind of reveal 
out of their relationship. So they're trying not to hype it or talk about it at all first. Or did they completely rule it out with that statement? Here's the thing. I don't think they completely ruled it out. I think they completely ruled it out for this movie. And we'll get into all the things that that may mean and why people are upset in a minute. But um, it, it, ju- it, just se- it just seems to mean in this movie it's not going to be a thing. Though I am very aware of and compassionate to and torn by the feelings of the LGBT community who are saying, well, that's what we're always told. It's just, it's not yeah. sure. We'll wait. When, when, when do we, when, when is our experience not erased? Which is, I have a, problem. a question is, do we, I know JK Rowling has mentioned in the past that wizards were a little more advanced when it came to those social issues, like interracial yeah. marriage and, like homosexuality and stuff like that. So magical blood. Is he going to? <laughs> well, that's. I think that's a form of prejudice that. Like that's that's, that's what she that's uses. That's like form. their one thing. They're like, yeah, everything else we're cool with, but you better yeah, have magical blood. Everybody. Well, the to same. them, it doesn't we're like all, we're all live together in this world. It's them making magic the blood. most important thing. That's why you know what I mean. It's kind of like yeah. that's what they're anyway. Yeah. Is there a ver- like? I wonder if. If he's going to be a product of his time where he's someone who isn't as open about it because of how society and culture in the Mughal world in that time frame heavily condemned it. And so I but I wonder if that's going to have a part of the narrative. And I would uh, but then I would say that would be if that's part of the narrative, I would like that. But that is acknowledging a sexuality. And so if it, if they're not acknowledging sexuality in any way, then yeah, that's yeah. kind of weird. This is the this is this is okay. So the the time period in which these movies take place is after Dumbledore and Grindelwald has, have had their fallout, right? Oh, so it is. Sorry, before right? you I'm go on, wrong? before you go on real quick, because yes. in the article it mentioned that I wanted to ask you both that they fell in love with each other. I always got the impression yeah. that. That, that it was just Dumbledore. It was Dumbledore yeah, having too. the romantic relate. Like obviously they had a kinship and this bond, but I think the romantic side of it I thought was one sided from Dumbledore, and mm-hmm. I don't think Grindelwald actually, was naive to it, and he could I'm sure be Grindelwald like exploited it. I, that's what I thought. That's what I, I thought, thought it was like that Grindelwald was not maybe not maybe asexual, but just like didn't care at all about that. He only cared about power, and kind of like how Voldemort was very identified asexual. that. Yeah, but like saw what Dumbledore was feeling and tried to exploit it. So that's yeah. sort of what well, I thought. Look what he did with Credence in the last movie. Like yeah, exactly. he, that was borderline overt oh. the way that he was acting towards Credence. So like that's why I'm kind of shocked to think that there'd be any kind of restraint in how Well, you know, if the Dumbledore only homosexual attention appear. if the only homosexual attention anyone appears in all of these movies is some guy creeping on a a minor yeah. in an alley that is a large problem <laughs> large pretty, large pretty not problem. cool not cool but okay sorry it means interrupt so, Melissa what were you gonna say no it's okay I'm just trying to get back to, so the tr- so so it happens after they've fallen in love with each other right so now we know they fall in love with each other they it don't fall in that. love well Yates said they did so Yates, in this version that maybe they do smoking Yates in, if unless Yates is lying the information we have is that they fell in love with each other or whatever yeah. they the, the here's the here's where the, here's where you lose me <laughs> every other main character yeah whether or not their sexuality is part of like a big part of the film whether it's ever given voice or whether it's ever an actual plot line the camera is interested in their romantically the yeah. inter like you know jacob looks at queenie and it's loaded the camera notices that oh, uh, yeah. newt and tina are looking at each other a little whatever the camera notices that if yeah. and i cannot think of any harry potter moment where the camera notices homosexual attention except for that moment with credence and, and yeah um so what i'm saying is that if if the camera and I'm, i i mean the camera because i'm not trying to like lay blame if the actual gaze of the camera recognizes when two when a when a man and a woman are looking at each other that way and ignores when two mm-hmm. men might be giving each other the same looks and doesn't pay it the same type of attention 
that could be incredibly problematic. And if they go all five movies without any of that, when we know that this love story or whatever, the twisted love story, whatever is at the center of this is important to the plot and they still don't recognize it over five movies, I would be very upset as well. Yeah. I just think that this is relative to this movie. Yeah. Like I would be fine if Dumbledore never has a boyfriend in these movies. You know what I mean? Because like his character, I don't, like I don't, that's not part of his character, but I totally agree with what you're saying. Yeah, because def- they have those moments with Queenie and like Jacob, and they kind of have like oh the bashful touch of the hand, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Like the that camera can be, cares. Yeah, the camera. That's a good. That's a good way. You you were phrasing it right too. Like the camera notices these things. Like that's good because that's the camera is what's telling the audience what to think and how to feel and directs that. And so like. I mean, that's my my job is camera work as a storyboard artist. And so oh, yeah, like, that's right. like that's very telling because like if you cut into something, that is expensive. That is time spent. That is money spent. Yeah. That is people's like that. It's a big deal. Every shot is agonized over. And so like if there's a point at which like something that like because <clears throat> like I don't believe that Dumbledore would like his passion is like teaching and his regret from his sister dying, all that kind of stuff. And like, if he has a, like that is seen to be his priority, especially with like Voldemort and everything. Um, like I don't need to see him out on the town. You know what I mean? Kind of like, <laughs> no, and I don't think that's what's any- what yeah. anybody's asking. For. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, don't, don't sterilize him either. Mm-hmm. Yes. I can see that. Yeah. Like, you got to recognize his passions that are key to this story. Yeah. I mean, I think it would be a disservice to the character to not, like, see some of Dumbledore's, you know, foundational relationships that have, like, informed the way he interacts with, you know, even just forget about Grindelwald, the whole so much of the plot and so much of the original series um, between Dumbledore and Harry was uh, hinged on what of Dumbledore's life is or is he not sharing with Harry and how much of Dumbledore's wanting to protect Harry and just wanting to kind of be conflicted about how to express the kind of loving, mm. you know, grandfatherly relationship he has with him just for the, the sheer sake of, like, you know, he he kind of comes off and it's almost explained later on that he has some kind of past trauma with, uh, you know, caring about people. And and uh, the whole story with Grindelwald, um, you know, definitely would fuel the fire of, uh, you know, being really untrustworthy of uh, expressing any kind of, uh, you know, emotion or you know, love for anyone, even if it's not a romantic love with with Harry. I think he acknowledges the power that love has in the magical sense, but like he's so aware of it, he almost plays defense and kind of keeps it at arm's length. And for somebody to act that way, they have to have some kind of history where not doing that went horribly wrong. And being able to see that in these movies um, would be incredible. And and to not see it, I think, would be such a wasted, missed opportunity. Yeah, I I think so. I think that, man, now I'm thinking about it. And now I want a scene. Like, you know when there's a movie where there are two rivals who, like, meet each other, like, casually? Or, like, they just happen to bump into each other, like, at a coffee shop or something. And mm-hmm. they have a conversation and they're adversaries, but they're not at each other at that moment. You know what I mean? Like, I would yeah. love a, uh, like a, a, a quick scene where Vol- Dumbledore knows that Grindelwald likes Strudel. And so he goes to this cafe that's known for Strudel in New York. Blah, blah, blah. And, like, he just bumped into him and he's like, oh, fancy seeing you here. And they have, like, a moment before they realize they have to, like, fight each other. I don't know. It's not coming up very clearly. But I would like I want to see that unrequited love between them. I'm so I'm so I'm like so of two because we we don't know like when David Yates says not explicitly what does that mean? Does that mean they will share a look and we will see it 
and he's just using it badly. Yeah. To be honest, it feels like this is all badly stated. Like that's where Probably. a lot of but, but then but then a lot a lot of me is just, is like just so is 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 wondering with the advances we've made in the past decade in terms of understanding others and understanding equality and understanding representation and understanding appropriation, are we reviewing the Harry Potter world through a different lens now that we're a little bit more woke? Uh, Maybe. You know, I hate the term woke. Uh, I mean, it's a fun term. Close to that. You well, know, think about the biggest will they won't they relationship that we've seen in the original series is Ron and Hermione and how much yeah. of that did we get screen time for like it certainly wasn't early on it was way the frick at the end and uh you know, like crazy yeah. yeah um but it was never like really talked about you know I mean, yeah, like their hands touched in Prisoner of Azkaban and they had this awkward little look and they had their, you know, Yule Ball scene where Ron screws it all up. and Not even just them. Every character romantic pairing you see anywhere in all of these movies is heterosexual cis. And that was okay or at least not challenged. I'm not saying it is okay, but I'm saying at the time it was like not challenged. And are we just at a time now where that same thing if these movies were coming out today, the same movies, mm-hmm. would this be challenged in a way that it wouldn't have been 10 years ago? Mm. I definitely think that we're more aware and we're more, uh, you know, we have like a higher expectation for representation, which uh, is is great. Yeah. And it's just a matter of uh, getting different studios to agree. You know, like I remember the articles like a year ago when Beauty and the Beast came out and the whole idea of uh, the LeFou character, you know, having a dance with another man at the end and, like, the whole idea of, like, oh, all these parents that are going to boycott the movie because LeFou, you know, is in love with Gaston and this and that. And, like... I'm just going to say, they, in they, the Harry Potter movies, they, they better in the do movie a better job and, than LeFou. You know? It was almost a shame that it was sort of a joke in the beginning. It was a joke. It was like, Sorry, go. I mean, yeah. yeah, so I say sort of a joke. It was a joke, but it was just like, so I, I haven't read anything about how. I'm sorry, John. I didn't mean to interrupt. That. that was rude. No, you're fine. It's just, you know, like, there's, like, I think that, uh, you know, like, they should look at what happened with that as a good example of, like, yeah, you'll have people write your silly hot takes and you're going to have your crazy, you know, conservative group that's going to get all huffy about it. But at the end of the day, like it, it affected the you know um, turnout and the box office, like not at all, like and it you know it's it's good that it, that's in there for all of the reasons that it's good, and it's like they shouldn't have been afraid of it, um, you know, in in the first place. So, you know, maybe maybe they won't, and 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 maybe like you said. If if it's not a major plot point in this film, it doesn't mean there's not three more to go that they can go further yeah. with it. Yeah. And part of me is like, well, there's three more after this one, but imagine if you're an LGBT a member of the LGBT community and you're like, okay, great, you're telling me that it's still it's your time is coming, your time is coming. Well, what if say this whole plot doesn't even see the two of them in the same scene? Then it wouldn't be like we, the criticism sure. there couldn't be we didn't see sure. their relationship, but like the story wasn't story. written for them to even be in the same city yet. Like maybe and that's, that's where I'd coming. be upset is if they were in the same space. Yeah, if they're hanging out the no whole time. And, yeah, mm. yeah, that would be weird. Yeah, like we're 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 three straight cis people, so it's you know really hard for us to understand. Uh, what it feels like and there are some articles um there was one in uh, insider where they talked to a bunch of harry potter fans uh some of whom you know all over the spectrum some of whom say let's just wait let's just wait and see what they do and a lot of people saying that this representation is hurting i thought that they were i thought that we would have grown past this by now i will say that all we have is like 12 words from from david yates right now and that's all yeah. we know but what did you guys make of joe's reaction about the relationship no line. she said she wrote a tweet that said being sent abuse about an interview that didn't involve me about a screenplay i wrote but which none of the angry people have read which is part of a five <laughs> movie series 
Yeah. But which which is part of a five movie series that's only one installment in is obviously tons of fun, but you know what's even more fun and she has a a gif or a gif of people of a mute somebody muting. So she's like saying she's muting all of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean like See, that sounds like Joe to me when the last th- oh we didn't re- when the last I mean, thing she we read was about never her influenced about like what people wanted to happen in the original books like of all the shippers and all the things like she wasn't even really on the internet much as far as we know back then no, so this must be a, a different experience for her all around oh and, that's a really uh, good observation you know the other thing is like i'm sure she hasn't written the other screenplays yet and I'm sure, like, it's very realistic to think that, um, you know, how audiences react to the movies as they're coming out is going to, whether she wants it to or not, influence things here and there and what she writes going forward. Uh, you know, I don't think that she may have the same emotional attachment to this story as she did to Harry's story, I think that will always be a much more intimate thing. And it was like the story that changed her life and brought her out of poverty. It, it brought her into the life that she has today. And, you know, this is yeah, and writing a book is universe, so much but more it's, intimate than writing a film. Know. Yeah. Because you control everything. Because, you know, really, she just has to write her bit and hand it off. And then, you know hope that it works out and uh i i still really don't know how much power or influence she has beyond the screenplay at this point i mean the screenplay it's huge i mean they're like they can always go back to it there's there's always rewrites during filming and stuff like that so like she's probably involved unless someone else is like unless she just did a first pass and that was all she needed to do or wanted to do Mm -hmm. um and like that's screenplays are huge, but film is a director's game, while TV yeah. is a writer's game. If you are a writer in TV, you have all the power. If you're a director in film, you have all the power. Yeah, yeah. It's just consistency but, because when you're writing on a TV show, there's so many like the director changes every episode, so the writers have to keep right. it together. While it's inverted for the film, you know. But I think there'll definitely be creative choices that she doesn't have final say over. Oh, for sure, because you know, it's the the well, director's she's also in a producer, charge. So it's not like she's like handing in a script and walking away. She's not. It's not. That's not the end of her involvement. So my you question know. would be, for all of the eight films that we had with Harry, and for the, you know, rule that was very rarely ever broke. I could think of maybe one or two exceptions that every actor cast is an English actor. Many of them like long time. So most of them like stage actors, many of them, most of them probably were unrecognizable to the American viewing audience. What are the chances she comes into this series and she's like, all right, my idea here is that we're going to anchor this franchise with like some really popular Hollywood actors like. I don't think so. Never in a million years would I find that to be a priority for her. But yeah, but that doesn't could mean, absolutely but see it as a priority for a studio. Sure, but just because she didn't, just because she agreed with a, with the studio's idea of a priority, doesn't relinquish the control that she definitely has as a producer. Like that's not these two ideas aren't mutually exclusive. You know, the yeah. fact that she's not just a handwriter, a, a, scre- a screenwriter handing in a script, doesn't, mm-hmm. and and the fact that she's going along with this whole idea of big actors doesn't mean that she doesn't have a lot of control. She has a lot of control. Of course she does. She's sticky rolling. I know what you, but I I see where John's coming from. I think part of that logic is still like fallout from the whole Johnny Depp nonsense that is still kind of confusing for me at least. Like, uh, like really? And it's still like, and so it kind of like, then you add Jude Law into the mix and it's like, well, these are really big names. Like I am Super pumped Jude for Jude Law's Law. He's gonna be flipping great choice. Brilliant at it. If yeah. they if and he have if they give it, him a moment to do the to whole do. like unrequited look stuff and like the glances, yeah. he's gonna handle it like a champ, I think. Mm-hmm. Well that has nothing to do with him being a big actor. He's just a great Oh, he's actor. talented. He looks, he looks I, I'm a huge he's fan great. of his. Like I know I know him as like I, I'm sure I've seen him in in movies. Um 
and I'm sure he's very talented, just like Colin Firth. Like he, uh, is Colin Firth, count- not Colin Firth. Colin Farrell. Colin. What's his name? Farrell. Wow, now I'm blanking. Colin Farrell. You infected me. Thank you. There, sorry, Colin. <laughs> Not m- Mamma Mia. <laughs> I would not be wrong. I would not be upset about Colin Firth showing that, up. Yeah, Colin swap Mia. him out. Like <laughs> you know, like talented people, but not like billboard faces necessarily. Like the thing about Johnny Depp that kills me, like before you even get to him as a person, is he's so recognizable. Like you might as well put like the Coca Cola logo in a robe and have them running around with Dumbledore. Like, it's just too distracting. Like, like it's not, he's not, it's just like, here's the Wizarding World plus Johnny Depp. Yeah. But what, what's point. the point you're trying to make relative to this conversation? Like, why are we on Johnny R- relative Depp right to the now? conversation. We can go back and talk to Johnny no, Depp. No, because we never published still, our response to J.K. Rowling's response to all that. So that's a thing. But what does this have to do with the whole Dumbledore gay thing? That, like, that. He's speaking to the quality will of the be very. What's that? I think uh, if I'm gathering it right, I, John, you're speaking to the quality of the actor, maybe the fact that like Jude Law, even though he's not as a big name as Johnny Depp, we're all excited for it because he's a, an amazing actor. While Johnny Depp is kind of like this character actor who's he, we've seen his bag of tricks, like unless he's doing yeah. if he if I if it's another uh, Jack Storm. Oh, my gosh. Jack Sky. Jack, Jack Sparrow. Sparrow. Skywalker. Oh, my gosh. Jack Sparrow. We're, we're all doing great with the names tonight, guys. Huh? Yeah, we're great. We're doing great. And so, like, him, it's just kind of like, even without here. his, like, personal issues that are very upsetting, I would still be disappointed with his casting. Like, yeah, I'm totally. over it. Like, just stop. The only thing good about him is that they bleach his hair white, because that's cool. So, before we get off the subject of straight washing in the Harry Potter films, I want to bring up one more thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we can then go on the Johnny Depp thing um uh, there's a f- the photo of ezra miller and her name is claudia kim who's playing maledictus they look mm-hmm. awfully cozy and do you think that they have made somebody who seemed gay in the first fantastic beast movie is he going to turn up straight in this mm. movie that's another problematic question i mean why would they willingly do things that like are would be so blatantly irritating like they would have to be so tone deaf insensitive to like this community no they're afraid if they do that it's fear-based it's just afraid of middle of america and like the majority of people like what gay or just being totally blind it's like it makes no sense like for all of the years that we like basically like shrugged off the Laura Mallory's of the world Mm -hmm. and book burning and you know like to suddenly be afraid of these same groups and like you know just kind of try to toe the line of the culture war and have it both ways but lean on the you know conservative end it just doesn't make any sense it's so so irritating yeah something we also have to remember is that they had it so easy with not easy i mean it was a very a lot of effort went into all those movies but um in terms of public reaction it was a a pristine golden bubble harry potter it was always going to be received well even if the Mm -hmm. movies weren't good and they were good but even if they weren't it was not gonna die on that hill they didn't have to scrabble up to to become a best-selling film it was always going to be a box office breaking film and now fantastic beast is in the new situation of like sure having a great bump from being part of that world but also with the capability to fail you know and so they haven't fought this before and they haven't recognized that that fan reaction could affect this really could especially with every news article now is about johnny depp and about straight washing yeah no, I think they really screwed up. I think that they should have been more confident in the fact that uh, there is a huge fan base and a huge longing to revisit the same world again. And like they obviously were afraid of uh, it not getting enough attention, so they threw in some big names. They they didn't care about uh, you know fans not responding well, or they didn't care about. Uh, you know, the fact that part of what we love about 
being able to escape into this magical world is that it is so foreign to our own reality so like they completely discounted the effect of uh, recognizable actors taking away from that and, and thinking that it somehow adds something and like yeah maybe you're gonna get like the parents uh of the young fan like slightly more interested in coming to the theater because they like this big name or that big name but like good lord if that's what you're banking on to sell the tickets like come on every other movie is bringing people in with the big names and the big actors like don't compete at that level it's ridiculous yeah for me it just seems like a suit somewhere like made a call from a table or a desk not realizing like it's just like the recipe like oh we need this this and that and it's just like you and everybody's signed your contracts with the no disparagement clause yeah it's kind of like it's kind of like how take your check deadpool they came out two years ago blew everyone away because no one expected it and they gave it such a crappy budget but ryan reynolds loved (laughs) it invested his own money in it and made it awesome it's a hilarious film it's a hard r comedy but it's a comic book movie and so like and then and then you get these suits who want to recreate this lightning in a bottle situation but they're not willing to take the risk to capture lightning it's like you you have to be Mm -hmm. intelligent and creative about this stuff or it's just it's gonna be cookie cutter and that's what but they don't care they just want their money well, everything in the theater lately is a sequel. Yeah. Like, there's no bravery yeah. in what you greenlight anymore because, you know, box office numbers are are down in terms of volume. Ooh, you know? I got a good like, thing to talk about in the drums about original content film, and I'll ask you guys then. Yeah. Well, um, we guys, we recorded but never released thoughts about J.K. Rowling's response to the Johnny Depp thing, mm. but we have been going for a while. And maybe this is better served in a segment before we get back to our chapter, our 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 uh, book reread next time. You know what? I yeah. wouldn't mind that at all because that was a good conversation we had. It just sucks that our recording quality wasn't record- the best because I was traveling. Yeah, it's probably on me. I mean, like just even thinking about the idea of talking about it again, as as much as I think that we have like a, you know, like a, a something to contribute to the conversation, I I really would be interested in having some listener submissions send us your thoughts on an audio file because you know we can only speak from like three perspectives here and uh there's many 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 more (laughs) uh, out there so johnny depp or straight washing send us send us thoughts on those things yeah whether it's i don't want to say straight washing like it's actually been straight washed because we don't know yet so yeah whether or not that's a good way about language but about the issue send us files to staff at pottercast.com you can record it right on your little voice notes and email us and uh, we will play them in the next show that would be cool especially if you are not straight please yes that would be actually great i'd love to hear the thoughts yeah well if you're sitting there thinking they don't speak for me i have a different opinion about this you're exactly who we want to record something open up your voice memo thing on your phone hit the record chat for like a minute and send it in. That'd be perfect. All right, well, let's get to the drums. Cool. Uh, By the way, Melissa, I like your glasses. They're so big. That's why I probably like them. (laughs) I'm wearing really big glasses. They're cute, Um, though. You should, they look nice. There's a cheap website that I get them off of. You like them, right? I do like them. Okay, good. I thought you were like, I thought you meant like, oh, they're big, so I don't wear them out. I'm like, you should definitely wear those out and about because they look really cute. Thank you. I feel like, Miss Mary and the Librarian a little bit. Oh, I mean, librarians but, are fun. I know this is you don't, fascinating for people who can't hear it, but I'll put a picture. Oh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> but that's what the drums are for. That's what the drums are for. Uh, what have you guys been doing of late? Uh, just working. Um, but I did, because we during the episode, we we briefly ta- spoke about how like everything sequels nowadays, and it's very true. Did, it, did either yeah. of you watch Bright on Netflix? I heard it's the worst thing to ever happen to Netflix. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I disagree cool. very aggressively. <laughs> it's not the worst thing. I haven't even it's heard of it. It's not the worst thing I ever. I mean, it's 
to me, I, I definitely have some criticisms for it, and I think I could definitely critique it in a way that I think is fair and like, yeah, there's some parts that are bad, but um, I definitely, like, I love magic, so, and it takes place in LA, so it's like, it's magic and LA? Okay. Um, and in the world, they kind of, they kind of, you know how like in our universe, nuclear power is a thing? And we all know it exists, yeah. but you never deal with it. You know what I mean? Like, I never deal with nuclear power. I drive by a nuclear power plant every once in a while, and I turn on my light switches and stuff, but I don't need to deal with actual dangerous, like, nuclear power. And so they kind of treat magic in that universe. It's very rare and very powerful. And so, like, and there's some really cool visuals, and I just really appreciate the fact that it's an original screenplay. Oh, we hit my mic, sorry. It's that it's an original screenplay, that was produced like that it's not awesome. a sequel and i think it's it's not the best for by far but i would not say it's the worst thing to have the netflix come on it went it's straight to netflix movie right corner. what they did it they did it on it purpose was they, was, no it was release and netflix at once oh okay. no no it, they're I doing think. that lately just like the cloverfield thing yeah netflix is out. great Correct. for original content like that's where all the original stuff's going these days yeah that's where and, the eyeballs are honestly while we're doing criticism, watch the marvelous Mrs. Maisel on on Amazon. Oh, what's that all my about? God. It is about a woman in the late, I think, late 1950s, early 1960s, who wants to be a comic, mm. and it is so good. Look it's the, the same person who wrote Gilmore Girls. Yeah, the the visuals on it are stunning. It's insane. The production design is beautiful. The Rachel Brosnahan is unbelievable and it's written by the same woman who wrote Gilmore Girls and it's without a doubt her best work yet. Oh, really? By the Gilmore Girls lady? What's her name? I yeah. know her name. Uh, Amy Sherman Pelletier. Uh, that's so cool. It's so, I was, I was, I convinced my boyfriend to watch it and it was just like, fine, let's watch it. He's like, okay, you know, does it for me. We put it on within five minutes. We were like, both like, wait, this is the best thing. <laughs> this is amazing. It's so good. So I, I like this. The drums movie and TV reviews. What, what have you been I watching, John? I, my most recent You know recent her from House find, of Cards. Sorry. Huh, my most recent find on Netflix, which um, I'm late to the, the show on, as I am to most, uh, is The Crown. Oh, oh, I haven't watched that yet. Rigging. But I hear everyone loved loves it. it. Oh, it's one so good. In. I want to watch that, so and I also want to watch um, Altered Carbon. Some coworkers watched that this weekend and said it was amazing. Yeah, I've heard that too. This is what I've learned about being in a relationship: is that it, you catch up on lots of Netflix and yeah. movies. <laughs> and so I am, I am like up to date, guys. <laughs> I'm, I've watched almost everything there is at this point, and it's great because you get to share it with somebody. Have you? So, have either yeah. of you guys ever watched Parenthood? No. I watched the original back when the original Parenthood, like when I was like ten. What do you mean? There was a first. There was a. Is that the thing with like show. the twins and like they try to set up their parents? That's parent trap. With like no, that's each the parent other. trap. Let's get together. Parenthood, yeah, 1989. Yeah. That's a Steve Martin movie. Parenthood, 1990. Uh, Let's see. Is that a movie? Is that a TV show? Yeah, I was ten. So Ron that makes Howard sense. Film. Oh, I nailed it. Ten years um, old. But this is based on a Ron Howard film. Interesting. Hmm. Anyway, the, the the one that came out. Oh, that's. Hey, that's what's his face. That's. Leonardo DiCaprio and David Arquette what's going on anyway I've also been watching Star Trek oh nice which one which one Discovery Discovery. with Anthony Mm -hmm. that's nice I've been hearing good things that like uh, the uh, the more recent episodes have really really been impressing uh, like old Star Trek fans cool yeah I don't follow the you know because I'm I'm new to Star Trek them um, they're a very hard bunch to to impress, please. and they're currently <laughs> impressed. So nice, excellent. I like how you put it. Yeah, that. the last bunch of episodes have been ridiculous. Really, really. Sorry, Frankie. I feel like I interrupted your whole parenthood. Oh no, I was just I watched over like in no, November, October, November, and most. Basically, in my last episode, at work, I go in this six-week cycle, and I had a deadline, and so I needed something to watch when I was kind of, like, powering through, and I put Mm -hmm. Parenthood on, and oh my gosh, it was one of the best things to watch because it is just wonderful writing with beautiful people 
who love each other and sacrifice so much for each other, but they still get in arguments, but they kind of like resolve them in these really intelligent, loving ways. And it's like the inverse of what's happening in our country. And so it was so mm. cathartic. And I, I wasn't, I'm at yeah. work at my desk and I teared up at least 10 times because the show is just mm-hmm. kind of like you fall in love with these characters. And I just love it so much that now I'm kind of like on this like mission to tell people to watch that show. <laughs> That's how I feel about the Broadway show Come From Away. Comfortable Wife? It is Come From Away. Come away. <laughs> it is about the people in Newfoundland who took in the 7,000 stranded passengers oh, on 9 Oh, yeah, I just read about that. It, That's inc- I've seen it three times. It sounds times. so cool. I teared up about, just reading the, the summary. Oh, John, you will die seeing this show. It is about oh. love and kindness and a world that- It's a book, right? Feels so far away now. No, it was a YouTube, it was a It was a Tom Brokaw did a special on it. On I thought like they, they wrote a book about it too. And like- Maybe, I don't know, but it's a, it's an ah, it's so good, and it's all just about kindness existing in the world and people helping each other in times of crisis, and it is rousing and unbelievable, and you should see it, and it will make you realize that, that yes, there is good left in this world, especially at this time in our country. Is yeah. Mm. Well, there's good left in Canada. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Canada. There's ice and bears and goodness. That's Canada. And Frankie, I'm up here right now. Sorry, Canadian. And Doodles, Doodles out there. Doodles, Doodles, and Doodles. That's Burr. right. I always forget you're in Canada. That's right. I'm in. I've been in Vancouver Canada. now for Canada. three years. It, I hit my three-year mark in January. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's a trip, and I've been outside of California for four years. Ah, it's weird. You know, League of is the only way I get to see you guys all at once. It's true. I mean, yeah, it's true. It's pretty much why we do it. <laughs> need a leaky Vancouver. It's just an excuse for us to hang out, y'all. Yeah, I'm going to contrive a huge, giant convention to make sure that I get to see my friends. It's, I've done I've done more for, for less. <laughs> I, I thought that was called NerdCon. <laughs> I didn't, I've, been, I've been to one NerdCon and I had a great time, so I don't know. I'm not quite sure. I don't understand, but it sounded like a burn, so I did a... <laughs> not a burn. I love all those people. I wish I would have went. I can fake laugh, as Melissa and John know. So you guys tell me what kind of laugh I need to do, and I'll do it. Um, <laughs> do a chummy, yet slightly confused. And slightly chuckle. Texan. Kind of like... <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was really good, Frankie. Thanks. <laughs> Frankie, you, you missed a calling as a voiceover artist. I will eventually want to take a class in it, but last year when... <laughs> Last year, I don't know if I told you guys a story, and this maybe be my last little bit before we twiddle the dials. But last year, yeah. when I was working on a show called Monster High, there was a character whose name was Claudine, and she's from Brooklyn, and she would talk uh, like she's Brooklyn all the time, like talk. really cliche, yeah. heavy accent. Um, mm-hmm. And I would mimic it all the time because it was just fun for me, because you know I like doing that. But the, and so one of the editors needed like a pickup line, like someone to say a line that wasn't recorded yet, just to kind of put it in like a rough cut. And they called me over and I couldn't even say it. I couldn't be like, oh, I need to pick up that book. I totally froze trying to do an accent because I wasn't no. so like, I don't, I would have to take a class and see if I can actually do it. But I do like talking, so anyway. Well, I, Thank you. It'd be great. Thanks, Melissa. It reminds me of that YouTube video of like the old couple that are trying to do that commercial yes! where like Crispy. the old guy has to say the one line and he can't do it. And they do like a hundred <laughs> takes and it's hysterical. And like on Saturday Night Live, they did like a sketch like making fun of that. Oh, they did? It's hysterical. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's great. It was I'll great. It you got to look it up. It was fantastic. So funny because like when she does it, she she messes up the one time too, and it yeah. was so funny. <laughs> it was Will Ferrell and Kate McKinnon, <gasps> and it was perfect. perfect. Oh, it was recent then. It's when he was hosting recently. Yeah, it was very recent. Oh, I'm going to download that. Yeah. Uh, lots of I recommendations know. on podcasts this week. I kind of like so. this at the I end. Know. Talk like there's. I listen to a lot of writers' podcasts, and at the end, they always talk about like other podcasts. What are you watching? What are you reading right name, now? Without huh? any other explanation, name one podcast that you listen to every single week besides podcasts. Oh, love okay. it or leave it, Frankie. Nerdist writers panel. Mine's reply all. Okay. 
Boom, boom, boom. boom, boom Keep twiddling boom, boom. the dials and stuff. The next password is... Yeah. The next password is see you when we see you. I don't know. Pottercast is coming I, back. I, the next password is... We're getting there, guys. Be coming. All right. Don't forget to send us in your uh, little voice recordings on topics discussed today or anything else. We'd love to hear from you. Okay. Bye. We missed it. W3. I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. (laughs)